Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. God did this last week, and I know there was a lot of work. Somebody said it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I'm still, I'm still catching up. I'm still catching up in my body, amen. It, it took a while, and then it was sleepless nights, you know. My mind starts going as a passion. Did we get this? Did we get that? I got, I'm, I'm sleeping, you know, I'm up at 3 in the morning making checklists, and, and I'm just making sure that, man, did I, if we forget anything, and, and just praying that everything just go well. I mean, this was something that was uh, first time for us to step out and something like that in a big venue. And so it was just a, a lot of work. We had some hiccups along the way, but I mean, know that hiccups are okay. Hallelujah. And God can take away hiccups. Hallelujah. And so hiccups are not disastrous. Amen. They're just hiccups. They're little bumps, they're little, they're little pauses, but they're a little reminder that we need, a, we need, we need him. We, God, I need you to move right now. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> You know, you know, so it brings it all together. And so it reminds us that we can't do it in our own strength. We need his strength. And so there was some hiccups, but but we stepped out and we learned from this. I don't know about you, but I learned. We, we've learned as a church. We learned individually. And, and there's there's something about learning because when you learn, you grow. And when you grow, we, we can we can do more things for the kingdom of God, because if we did not do this then we don't learn nothing. But now we got an idea. Come on, somebody say, I got an idea now. I, I got some things that we can change up a little bit and things we can perfect a little bit nicer. But let me know that we're always going to have some hiccups. Come on, we always have hiccups, amen, and that's just part of life. But as long as we know that he is in control, at the end, it's all worth it. And I don't know about you, but it was all worth it. And I would do it all over again the same way because at the end, it was all worth it. I mean, God moved, God showed up, he stepped out, showed up, God, man, uh, he used these mighty men of God to come bring the word of God. It was just so powerful of each uh, pastor as they delivered the word of God. It was just t- right on, time on. It was just perfect, amen. Uh, just looking around, seeing this church function together, amen, and working together really blessed my life. It was just amazing what God did. And I was like, God, look at you. And everybody just doing their thing. And everybody's all happy and smiling and and it was like, wow, this is this my church? Hallelujah. But it is my church, amen. And God is just moving, amen. And it was just, it was just a blessed time. Our guests, every one of our guests at the well were blessed at the well. Amen. They each told me what an amazing church you guys got. Man, he says, man, you, you, they left so refreshed. Laughing, it was just a powerful, powerful time. Some of them complained about going home in the traffic, but 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 that's a different story, amen. That's not that's not our fault. You let you left blessed, but the but the street got you somewhere else, amen. But but they were able to get home, amen. Everyone got home safely, and it was just a great time. But they were all blessed, and they all received honor, which was something that was awesome. That they each got honor, they got all prayed for. And so they were just tremendous, best, close. 
my wife and I received honor, and my wife received honor, and it, and it was just a great time. You know, uh, we were talking about the conference, and, uh, and it seemed like uh, Sunday, last Sunday, you know, ministering here at the church, amen, and closing out our conference, it seemed like, you know what, God ministered to us, and at the end, he just hugged us all. Didn't it feel like that? Like we just all got a big hug, and it was just like, wow, God. Uh, he loved on each one of us. He spoke over us, and he loved us and reminded us, you know what, I'm your daddy. You're my son. You're my daughter. I'll never forget you. I'll always be waiting for you at the well, and, and you'll always find life here. And so it was just a great time. It was just an emotional time. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't just me being emotional. It was every, God was just touching everybody. I mean, it was, it was, it was Kleenex everywhere. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But it was a, a great, great time. And, and what a great, great conference. Amen. But the question this morning is, what are you going to do with what was spoken at the well? See, there was a lot of things spoken on the subject. Be still. Pastor Fernando kicked it off by speaking what it means to be still. Pastor George, a minister, as he ministered about his life, about hanging in, that he needed to be still in his walk with God, starting out in Albuquerque. I mean, Pastor Ralph, on be still and, and, and really know who you are. You talking about sonship and talk about who we are and the inheritance that we got just by being adopted into the family of God, amen, that everything that belonged to God now belongs to us. Come on, come on. We are heirs, amen, of the kingdom of God, amen. Then Pastor Phil, minister on God will make a way where there seems to be no way, hallelujah, by being still. And then Pastor Woody, minister on trusting him in his stillness. And we got to trust him in all areas, amen, no matter what storms hit our lives. And as we came back here on Sunday, I ministered on be still and know. And, and when you drink at the well, you get that drink from the well, you get to know who Jesus is. But now that we've heard, and how many have heard? Tell your neighbor, I heard. Now that we've heard of the word, now that we know him a little more, now it's time to do. Come on, somebody. But in order to do, we need to ask. Remember, ask, seek, knock. Meaning that you're going to have to spell out your request. You're going to have to voice it out in prayer. You have to be specific on what you want. And then trust God and know that he's God. Come on. How many need some things in this place? Then you have to be specific with God. I know that God knows all things. He knows what's in your mind, but you have to speak it. You, you have not because you ask now. You got to ask God for some certain things in your life. You got to be very specific with God. I, 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 I realize when you're specific with God, He will give you exactly what you're asking for. Sometimes He'll give you above. But he has, you got to be very specific. You know, when we moved here, I was very specific on, uh, on the location. I was very specific on what I wanted in the building. I was very specific on detail of the, of the house of God, uh, the building that we we're going into. I was very detailed uh, on the area that we needed to be, an area that we can, where people can really find us. I was very specific on the location and the people there. We were very specific. For eight months, we fasted and prayed, very specifically asking God, because this is what I wanted. 
I mean, think back now, I should have asked for more, but, you know, that's another story. God says, this is what you wanted, son. Don't complain. Oh, I know. So you got to be very specific with God. You have to answer the question, what is it that you want Jesus to do for you? Amen? What is it you want Jesus to do for you? you got to be specific with God. That means sometimes for some of us, we need to write it down because we forget. <laughs> I'm in an age now, amen, that, 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 that when God drops something, i got to write it down because I'll forget about it. I, I got to write it down. I got to. I got to get on. I got to get on my phone. I got to get on my pad. I got to. I got to write this down because, because he drops it down very specifically. See, he's a specific God, and he drops down things and, and plans very specifically. Because if we don't write it down specifically the way he says it, guess what? We change it. Right? We change it. Amen. We we kind of add to it. You don't add to what God has already spoken. You just do what God told you to do. And so you got to be very, I, I've learned that, you know, in my walk, i got to be very specific. When he's being specific with me, i got to write down the exact words that he spoke in my spirit. So, so for some of us, we, we, this, this is what's needed. For some of you guys, you guys, are, you guys are good, man. You're like, I remember everything. Wait till you get older. Hallelujah. Talk to me then. Amen. <laughs> Show off. I mean, I don't know. But you got to be very specific with God, so you got to write some things down. I, I, and I think writing is probably the best thing to do for anyone, amen, because sometimes we can just lose a little bit of information, amen. So you have to spell it out, be specific, and then you got to circle it. Come on, you got to circle it. Listen, the more faith you have, come on, uh, the more specific your prayers have to be. And the more specific your prayers are, the more glory God receives. Amen. The more faith you have, the more specific you got to be in your prayers. And the more specific you are in your prayers, the more glory God receives. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says this. So faith, somebody say faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes from hearing and believing the word of God. Galatians chapter 2, verse, uh, I mean, chapter 3, verse 2 says this. Let me ask you one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? And he goes on to say, of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. Come on. You have to hear the word. You have to believe the word. Listen, for faith to increase. A quote from someone says this, faith is not believing that God can, it is knowing that he will. Come on, that is the God that we serve, amen. Uh, come on, be still and know God. You know what, I don't only, I, I know that God just can do it. He can, I know that he can do it. I know that he, it's not that he will, but he can. Because God can do all things, amen. And so you got to understand, you have to surrender to what is, you have to let go of what was, and you got to have faith to what will be. Did you get that? You have to surrender to what is. You have to let go of what was, and you got to have faith to what will be. You have any believers in the house? Because you got to have faith 
in order to believe. And you have to believe it for you. Somebody say me. You got to believe it for you. See, all of us, we all fall in this same boat. You're, you're so good for believing it for everybody else. We tell your brother and sister, just trust God. God's going to turn it around, bro. Hang in there, sis. Amen. But when it comes to you, say me, when it comes to you trusting God, it's a different story. Come on, let's get real. Come on. We know how to give, but we don't know how to receive it when it comes to us. Come on, somebody say hello. You have to believe it for you. See, we go through situations in our life. We say, well, no, nah, no, nah, God's not going to move in this. Yet you encourage your brother and sister to be encouraged and trust God in their situation. Then it comes to your situation. God, you know, things are coming against you, and now you're not believing God can move upon you. You're not believing God can heal you. You're not believing that God can put things together in your life. You stop believing. You encourage others, but when it comes to you, we stop. Listen, don't ever think that your prayers don't matter to God. Always keep asking. Always keep asking the Lord. Amen. The day you stop asking is the day that you stop receiving. You gotta ask God to keep moving. Even if you see nothing moving in your life, you gotta trust God. You gotta be still and know that He is God, that He hears your prayers. Nothing goes, uh, you know, it doesn't go on deaf ears. Every time you speak to the Lord, He's right there. You may not feel Him, but He's right there. You may not have that, you're not doing, you may not feel anything, you know what I mean? but He's right there. God is always there. He is close to his sons and daughters. Amen. He's always listening. Sometimes he's just wondering if you keep on talking. Sometimes he wants you to get a little desperate. <laughs> Come on. You ever hid from your kids? <laughs> I'm bad at this. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm confessing here. Amen. There's times when my kids were little and I, I would hide and they would say, Dad, Dad. And I wouldn't do nothing. Until they started to cry. Dad, I'm right here. Why are you crying? I know I'm mean. I, I know I'm mean. But see, sometimes God wants to wait for a tear to fall from your eye to see if you really, really, really want him. You know, you got to cry out sometimes. And there's some times that we're in desperate situations and we don't cry out to God that way. Daddy, I need you. Daddy, where are you? God, Daddy, I need you to show up right here, right? I need you to move right now. He wants you to get desperate. He wants you to call out to him that you're trusting in him to move upon your situation. And not just give out a shout that he shows up at every command for you. But you call out for him because you're trusting in him. Listen, Satan even trembles when he sees the weakest saint on his knees, on their knees. So even when you get on your knees, Satan trembles, guys. This believe. Jesus asked these two blind men in Matthew chapter 9, verse 28 to 29, he says this. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, here they come, these men, these two blind men, walk into the house. They found out where Jesus was. They walked right into the house, and they asked him, and Jesus asked him, what, what? He goes, he asked him, do you believe 
I can make you see. Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Somebody say, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith. Somebody say faith. It'll happen. And they started to see right away. You see, their faith made them believe. The more faith you have, the more specific your prayers are, because your faith, God answers. It's your faith. You've got to believe in your heart that God will, not only that he can, but he will do it in your situation. He will move. He will show up. He will show out. Amen. But you've got to believe. And when you believe and he answers, in turn, this brings him glory. But you've got to be specific. And you've got to believe. If we're not specific in our prayers, if we are second-guessing God, if we're thinking that he's not going to answer them, listen, then we rob God from his glory. If we're praying like this, church, and the answer does come, we don't know it's because of prayer or it's just coincidence. But when you spell it out, when you are specific with God and you're believing God, He's going to answer it. And when it does happen, and it will happen, when you do that, you will give God all the glory that He deserves. Come on, you, you won't say it's not the doctor, amen. It's not the medicine. No, my God did this. My God, my God opened this door. My God gave me this job. It's not who you know. It's about Him. It's about knowing Him. See, when you spell out your specific prayers, it eventually spells out God's glory. When you spell out your specific prayers, it always spells out God's glory. If you want to do something great in the kingdom of God, you've got to spell it out. Every plan, every vision, every dream that he gave me, I spelled it out. I said, okay, God, this is what you want to do. Though. Okay, we got that down. Right? Now, now, timing is up to him. Don't point it out and say, wait, what's happening with this? You just got to believe. There's things that are unfolding that he spoke 18 years ago. And I'm still standing believing. Now I'm starting to see them fall. Okay, oh, oh, okay. All right, all right. You didn't forget. Let me know that God don't forget. <laughs> but you keep on doing. You don't stop and say, well, I'm not going to do nothing until you do it. See, there's a lot of Christians today that says, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not going to serve until you move right here and move and change her. Change him or do this or do that. And, and we're trying to give him orders. No, no, no. You stay faithful. You keep doing. My God will come through. Our God would always come through, church. He'll always come, and you've got to continue. See, I kept on. Even though those things haven't unfolded, I kept serving. I kept preaching. I kept doing what I need to do. Amen. And now it starts to come, and I, and I, and I kind of just played off. Oh, I, I forgot about that. No, no, no. I didn't forget. God's just unfolding it. It's in his timing, church. But if you want to do something great in the kingdom, you've got to spell it out. See, everyone wants a successful Successful, successful life, right? <laughs> I need water, amen. Hallelujah. How, want, how many here want success, right? How many want to be happy? Come on. Did anybody wake up this morning and say, I hope this day sucks. I hope I have a miserable day and I'm just angry all day. I don't want to be happy today. I don't think nobody wakes up like that. I mean, we all want to be successful. We won't always want to be happy. How many want to live comfortable in this place? 
I don't know about you, but I want comfort. I want peace, amen. I mean, I want all that, amen. But very few people spell out success for themselves. But you have to spell it out. You have to grab a hold of it. You have to catch it. Come on. More things are caught than taught. Come on, church. Tell your neighbor, catch it. You gotta grab a hold of it, amen. You gotta, you gotta grab a hold. That's why sometimes writing it down, being specific when God's starting to speak to you, write specifically what He's telling you to do. You gotta write it down because more things are caught than taught. You gotta catch it, church. You gotta grab a hold of it. Something inside of here has to click in you. You ever got that click and say, I got it? You ever, you ever, that's happened so many times, like, Oh, I know this was it, but I finally, got, I like when people come in here, I got it, Pastor. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He, I, I like it when they finally get it. I understand it. I, now I get it. Now I understand. Now I know about the, about the, uh, the, the principles that have to be applied in my life in order the, for the promises to be really. I get it. I, you know, if I, I reap, I sow, no, I, I get it. Now you get in and it's like, wow, this is what it's all about. Now you stop and you start to walk into the blessings of God. You know, the prodigal son, he finally got it, right? Just like many of us that wandered away from the truth, amen. We, we finally, something clicked inside of that. You know what? This is what life is all about. It's not about the parties and all this stuff and everything that the world represents of what a good life is, amen. We finally get it and we find it in our mess and something clicks, the prodigal son was in a pig pen, uh, eating, wanting to eat pig food. Where he finally got something clicked and said, what am I doing here? My daddy's rich. And I'm thinking about serving a plate of this for myself. Something clicked. The Bible says that he came to his senses. That means something clicked in his mind in Luke chapter 15, 17. It says he came to his senses. Something clicked. He says, I'm going back home. I'm going back home. Something clicked for all of us. How about you? Actually, in those, those amount of years, something clicked and said, you know what? What am I doing wasting my life? I'm going back to the house. I'm going back to the Father. I'm going back to Jesus. I'm going back because this is what life is all about. What? I got hit? <laughs> I didn't get clicked. I got hit. She said, "Amen, Hallelujah." For some of us, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a click and a hit. <laughs> it felt like me. Like I, I felt like man. I got it. What am I doing? How many know that sometimes we need that kick? Come on, we need that click. We need a little. We need a wake up call. Man, I was at the, I was at my worst of my worst. I mean, I was at the miry pit. I was down below, man. I was about to eat pig stuff, pig food. I was, I was in my mess. Saying, what am I doing here? Something clicked. Sometimes when you're at your worst, is when it starts to look up towards God, because that's when all you have is God. You realize, man, God, why did I leave you? Some things are more caught than taught. Something has to click, church. 
How many want to be successful here in this place? See your hands. Let God see your hands. Come on. He has to see. You can't just not say, well, you know. No, no. You, you got to raise your hands. Come on. Let the devil know. Yeah, I want success. Let me give you three, help you out in three areas in your life. Amen. You ready? Number one, just do the best that you can. Do the best that you can, amen, with what you have and where you're at. See, a lot of people here think, well, when I get a little better, when I clean up my act. No, no, you've got to start to do the best that you can where you're at. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're homeless. No matter where you're You make a decision. I'm going to start right here what I have. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to do what I need to do. Do what you can, the best that you can with what you have and where you're at. Success is not based on circumstances. It is not based on what you're seeing around your life at that time. We look at our lives sometimes and we look at our circumstances that we're facing and we feel like we're not successful, right? God, we look at our home and our marriage is breaking up. Our, our home's not really together, amen. Our life is kind of messed up. And, and so we look and say, man, this is not successful. You see, we usually focus on what we're doing and where we're going. But God, let me tell you, is more concerned on who we are becoming. Come on, hallelujah. Who are you becoming? It doesn't matter where you're at right now. Who are you becoming? We talk about doing the will of God, right? Thy will be done. But God has much to do. God's will has much to do with being than doing. Becoming that son of God. Becoming that daughter of God. It's not all about being in the right place at the right time. Come on, church. I mean, oh, yeah, I got the job because I was at the right place at the right time. No, no, it was God. Come on, we, we can think about that, amen. It's about being the right person all the time. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what it's all about. Even if you find yourself, listen, in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's about being right in the midst of that storm. It's about being right, amen, through that battle, amen. Not blowing and not cussing someone out, hello. But being the right person and doing the righteous thing all the time. Come on, it's about being, not just doing, church. I'm a Christian despite if I'm getting hit with a, with a storm in my life. I'm a Christian still, amen, even if I have a flat tire. Come on, praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe you stopped me. There's an accident over there. Thank you, Jesus. Change your attitude. Just change the tire. Because you can't go nowhere unless you change that tire. Come on. You can't go nowhere with a flat tire attitude unless you change it. Otherwise, you're just going to be driving like this. Amen. Here they come again. The complainers. Let me tell you, you, you ride on a flat tire, you're going to complain. You're not going to have no speed. You can't go where you want to go in a timely manner. It just, the process is slower. Change the tire. Tell your neighbor, change the tire. Let me drop some more heavy revy on you. Success has nothing to do with how gifted you are or how much money you have. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But every, it has everything to do with glorifying God in every situation and making the most of it. 
God, I got hit with this, but God, praise God, you're going to get me through this. It's not saying that. I know that, yes, we are emotional. Yes, we have feelings. Yes, it hurts sometimes, but don't stay there. Lean upon the God that you know that he's going to get you out of there. He's not going to give you anything that you can't handle. He'll always provide a way out, church. And his way out is usually the will of God. His way out is simply keep being who I made you to be. Come on, come on. God, you know, when everything's flowing, everybody's a happy Christian. Ah, no problem. Being a disciple, no problem. I'll clean. Praise the Lord. I'm happy. But you wake up and you have a bad day and the hair dried in, work came in, your electricity went out and all this stuff and you come, you're unironed, all mad. Can you clean today? No, I don't want to clean today. Hello? <laughs> see, it's a different, see, the testing is really when you're going through the trials and storms. There, anyone can sing in the, Come on, when it's all nice and shiny out there and everything's good. But when things are a little bit tighter, are you going to let that take away your joy? Or are you going to say, God, you're a good God still. Amen. Hallelujah. God, all right, man. Hallelujah. I got to look, uh, you know, a little hairy for one more week because I don't get paid till next week. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll create a new hairdo. Amen. Come to the side. Hallelujah. Do something. <laughs> Put it into a man bun. <laughs> Come on, you gotta you gotta look make the best out of whatever it is. We are called to be good stewards. Success is spelled in stewardship. Amen. So, number one is what? Do the best that you can. That's it. That's it. Number two, help people maximize their God-given potential. Potential, listen, is God's gift to us. What we do with it is our gift back to God. Amen? Helping people maximize their God-given potential is why my wife and I are here in Las Vegas. This is what gets me up in the morning to study, read, and pray, is to help maximize your potential. There is so much potential in this room that we can take all of Las Vegas with this crowd right here. Come on, there is enough potential in that. You got to believe that, church. You got to understand that God can use me. Yeah, He can use you. And He wants to use you. Come on, it's to maximize. When I see people finally click and get it and they start to flow in the will of God, the potential that God designed for them, you know, when God starts showing me things in your life, I said, man, there's this, the next, this, and that, and that. God, He's going to do this. And they hit that potential. It's like, wow. That's cool. They finally get it. They're finally doing what God called them to do. They're in the position. Amen. Nothing brings more joy to my wife and I as seeing you guys hit your highest potential in God. So let's help each other in reaching our highest potential. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3 says this. Always be humble. It starts with humility and gentleness. Always be humble and gentle. Come on, come on. Humility, humility, humility. Let's humble ourselves. Be patient. Hello. Making allowance for each other's faults. Come on. 
We got to make some allowances here, guys. Come on. Well, that guy's getting on my nerves. Well, still love. Come on. Keep on doing it. Work it out. Come on. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> make allowances. Amen. Come on. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's not where you're at. Hello. Come on. Everyone, it finally, it hasn't clicked yet. For some of those, the clicking's not there. Oh, the guy hasn't clicked. Just walk away. <laughs> Keep moving on. Come on. It says here, it says, make, make allowances for, for other people's faults because of your love. What makes us do that? The love of God, church. Uh, it's because of our love. We display love. How will they know they're my disciples? By the what? The way we love each other. So despite their, yeah, we're a family, right? And family's going to fight. Brothers are going to fight. Sisters are going to fight. It's just part of life. But we, we, make it, we make it work. Why? Because we love each other. You know what? I may not agree with you, but I love you, bro. We're going to make this out. You're gonna make, it's going to work. Come on, we got to learn to love each other, amen, because we're going to be in heaven together. You can't just say, can they go on the east side of heaven? No, you got to work it out. we got to work it out, guys. East side, heaven, west side, come on. There's all sides in heaven, amen. This says, come on, because of our love, make every effort to, to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding each other together with peace. So the Holy Spirit's involved in all this. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, 12 to 16 says this. Their responsibility, say my responsibility, is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all, somebody say all, come into such unity of our faith and knowledge of the God's Son, then we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We will not be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be uh, influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. It takes all of us, church. All of us. The Holy Spirit has given to each one of us, His disciples, special gifts for building up the church. And now that we have these gifts, it is very crucial to use them. And if you don't know what your gift is, then what? Ask God. Pray to the Lord. Ask the Lord, show me what my gift is. What can I contribute here? What can I do? Because let me tell you, everyone can do something. Can somebody say amen? This is something that I, I saw, amen. God has given us, His church, an enormous responsibility of going and making disciples. This involves preaching, teaching, healing, giving, serving, building, along with many other things. Something that I saw at our conference. Come on, the church was coming together, making each other look better. We were all making each other look better. It wasn't just, you know, well, look, look at mine. No, all of us look better together forever. I made a rhyme right there. Amen. Hallelujah. We look better together. 
It looked good. Everybody was kind of reflecting each other. Everybody, there was a reflection. Every all the way from the kids' church, amen, and the kids' conference, all the way from the greeters, amen, and those working the table, all the way to our ushers and usherettes. Everyone, it was just a compliment of each other. We were making each other look good, right? And I appreciated that everyone looked good because you were representing the sun, you were representing the king, you were representing not just praise chapel. You are representing the church of Jesus Christ. And I was so blessed to see it all coming together. See, listen, together we can obey God better than any person can do it alone. Come on, it's together we can encourage and build each other. We need each other. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Look at someone else you don't like and say, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just playing. Don't, if anyone does that, amen, there's something wrong here, man. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to turn around. Oh, 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 there's the first prayer, first altar call right there. Number three, my desire is that people who know me will respect me the most. The more we know God, the more we respect God and honor him. I may agree with that. I realize, listen, church, I realize that success is not spelled on how many people I pastor. I'm done with the number game. I was done with the number games years ago. You know, every, every time, every conference, how many, how many people are you running, bro? It like, that was a talk. He says, hey, hey, man, how about, glad to see you, hey, man. How many, do you need a hug? <laughs> and, I, you know, numbers don't matter to me. Success matters. Doing what God told me to do matters. Amen. And so I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, success is not by how many people I pastor. Success is living a life with integrity, honesty, complete, that I am the real deal. That's it. You know, Brother Dan, remember Brother Dan, hallelujah. Real deal Dan, amen. See, Brother Dan, you know, sometimes he would come with me, up to me with his ideas. Pastor? I think we need to add this to the church. He started talking his philosophy. He goes, or he'll, he'll question things that I do. If you know Brother Dan. He said, Pastor, you know, uh, I don't know, but, but you're the man. God put you here, so I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> but Brother Dan made a compliment to me. He came up to me and he said, you know what? You're the real deal. You're the real deal. And he looked at me, and that means that he honored and respected me. That, you know what, you're the real deal. You know, what you see is what you get, church. That's, that's it, amen. And people who know me best will respect me the most. I don't, I don't care about fame or having lots of money, amen. My desire is to be famous at my house, at my home, with my wife, with my children in this church. I want to be famous here, amen. When I go minister at other churches, amen, I don't go wow anybody. I, 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 don't, I don't try to be someone that I'm not, amen. I, I be me. That's all I can be, amen. And usually people come up to me after service and, and they'll thank me. Now, not so much that, the, that, the, that was the most awesome sermon that they ever heard or, or the best-looking pastor they ever seen. <laughs> I'm just playing. But they thank me. <laughs> They thank me for being the real deal. They thank me for being real and honest. They thank me for being transparent. They thank me for sharing my struggles. They thank me for who I am. I, I'm not trying to pretend I have it all together. I'm just me. 
And then they appreciate that. See, if you don't spell personal success with integrity, you're spelling success wrong. You have to circle the goals that you're going after, church. The promises that God wants you to claim and the dreams that God wants you to pursue. And once you spell them out, church, and once you start to be specific with God, then you need to circle them in prayer and be still and know that He's God and believing that He will bring it to pass. How many are waiting for some promises? They're coming, church. Come on, how many are waiting for some promises? Come on, something of God to move in your life or something that you've been waiting for God or asking God for and saying, God, I haven't seen it yet, but you're hanging in there, believe it. Let me tell you, they're coming. His promises are true, amen. They are coming for you, church. You need to stand in there. It says, do not give up. Doing the good, amen, in due season, you're going to reap a harvest, amen. There is a harvest coming to you, coming to this church, and coming to Las Vegas. you got to claim it for yourself. He'll bring it to pass. See, what you need to do is get on the outside of your prayer. What do you mean by that, church? What do you mean by that, pastor? Get on the outside. What does that mean? Remember the story of Jericho? Remember Joshua? I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Let me remind you here. What it means to be on the outside of your prayer. Get on the outside of your prayer. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5, it says this. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its kings and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once for six days. Seven priests will go walk ahead of you with the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times which the priest, with the priests blowing the horns. And when you hear the priests give one loud blast on the ram's horn, all the people, somebody say all the people, shout as loud as you can, and then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into town. See, circling Jericho gave the Israelites a 360-degree look. Come on, it put them on the outside looking at their promise. Come on. See, a lot of us pray on the inside. What do you mean? You pray, God, you pray for healing, but we don't see the healing. We pray for our marriages, but you don't see your marriages being blessed. We pray for certain things, but you're in the prayer where God wants you to stay outside of the prayer. God wants you to see your healing coming. God wants to see your marriage healed. God wants you to see your finances be fixed. You've got to get on the outside, and you've got to get a good look at it. You've got to look at your promise, amen, at a 360-degree Look at it. You got to look at the promise. This is what God wants to give me. This you know the promises of God. You got to be on the outside, not on the inside praying, but on the outside looking at the very promises of God. You see as they started to uh, circle Jericho, they got a better look at the promise, amen. Uh, they started to look around. It helped them wrap, wrap their mind around uh, this miracle that was about to happen. It, you know what? It gave them a better def definition uh, of this 50-foot dream. This is what prayer does, church. It helps you to get outside your problem. Outside your circumstance. It helps you to circle the miracle.
It helps you to see all around the situation. See, if you look at your situation as walled, praying inside, if you look at your promise and say, it's too big, God can't do this, God's not going to move, God's not going to answer, it looks, and you look at it like a 50-foot wall, like Jericho. Then when you want to attack it, when you want to try to get your promises, you're going to ram it like a, like a, like a, a battling ram. You're going to try to just break through it. You're going to try to storm through your situations. And then you're going to start to say, I can take care of this myself. And when you do that, church, you're going to have a hard time. See, prayer puts you outside that situation. Prayer circle, you circle that situation, you get a better look. And then you simply got to just wait on God. See, the story, you read the rest of the story, the Israelites didn't use any force. They didn't try to bust through. They simply learned how to be still and know that the Lord will fight their battles. Listen, church. Spelling out your prayer and being specific with God is far more powerful than any battling or battling ram. Trying to break through. Prayer, listen, prayer doesn't knock down the door. Prayer tears down the walls. Come on, prayer tears down the walls, church. And when you start to look outside of that, then you start to look how, man, God, you're going to show off again. When I circle the dreams and the things that God placed in my life, and I said, man, it, it looks massive, God. It looks, it looks huge. How, how are you going to do this? How, how is this going to pass? How, how is this going to work out? And God says, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the details. Just believe. Keep doing what I told you to do. Keep circling. Keep trusting. Keep believing. And when I tell you to shout, just shout. You're going to see those walls come down. And you're going to see the very promises that you've been praying for. They're on the outside, church. You've got to be on the outside to look inside of it. See, inside you can't see that. All you see is wall. All you see is your situation. All you see is your problem. All you see is your bad marriage. All you see is, man, that, that sickness not getting well. All you see is just everything. But when you get outside of it, and some of you guys need to get outside. Tell your neighbor, get outside. You've got to get outside of it. You've got to get outside with your prayers and start praying for it. And start to see the miracle that God's about to do because it looks massive. It looks impossible. But God can do it. God can make a way where there is no way, church. God can move upon any situation, upon any storm. But when he starts to do that, church, those walls come down. And guess what? Now you're set up for the other things. Other things that are set up for you. Things that you thought, man, no possible way. And boom, it happens again. It gets you all the way to the Red Sea, right? See, if, if these Israelites knew, knew their God, and really served them, when they faced that Red Sea, man, they would have said, God's going to make a way. They would have stood there and said, ah, here they come. <laughs> God, I'm just going to sit back because you're going to deliver something right now powerful. But no, they were complaining like a lot of us do. You know, here they just got delivered. Here they got, this is what they've been praying for. This is what they've been asking for, right? Freedom. Get out of slavery. They're free. They're, they got released. And how they lost it so quickly. And we face our Red Seas. One Red Sea, and we want to quit. He says, hey, God, you did something back there. You're going to do it again. 
I love just walking into the rest season. Me and my wife are saying, well, here we are again. Yep, watch out. <laughs> you might want to get an umbrella because we're going to get a little wet right here. Because <laughs> this is going to blow our minds. The Bible says with one blast from his nostril, he parted the Red Sea. One blast from his nostril. He, he, it's no work. It's like, Go ahead, walk through. Don't worry about those guys. I, 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 got a, I got a pillar of fire holding them back for a while. Come on. Didn't, right? Didn't the pillar of fire showed up and the, 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 the chariots couldn't charge them? You know, like this, all, all, all the stuff. And he's like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And all of a sudden, they reach the end. And all of a sudden, he goes, okay, turns the fire off. And here comes the chariots. And all of a sudden, they part, what? Start freaking out again. I'm in it. <laughs> Start running through there. And he's like, come on. He's like, guys, guys, just come on. Come on. Don't worry about it. Another little blast. And he shot it. He shut, he shut the Red Sea again. You don't believe me? <laughs> read, read, read Exodus. Read the story. It's amazing. He didn't, if God can do that with one blast of a nostril, imagine if he puts his whole hand into it. Imagine if he starts doing his, what, his whole, everything into it for you. And he starts working the miracle, start working the dream, brings the healing in it. Come on, there is nothing too big for our God, church. you got to understand that he can make a way where there is no way. you just got to be still and know that he's God. And be specific. And what he told you he's going to do, my friend, he's going to bring it to pass. That is the God that you and I serve. But you got to believe. got to get radical. You know, some of you guys say, I believe, and you got the same face I do, don't you? All right, yeah, you believe, okay. I'm going to go over here with the one that's smiling over here, amen. Come on, if we don't believe, guess what? We put each other down. If someone's coming, oh, sir, whoo, come on, what's that great comment? Uh, you know what? The devil starts lying to us. Come on, we're so, we're, we are supposed to be the happiest people on earth. Come on, we we found it. It clicked. It clicked, amen. We made it, amen. We know what the purpose of God is. And God is so good and he loves us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, church. We're no longer going to hell. We're going to heaven, amen. Come on, that, that should bring some joy to you. And your situations is nothing to God. And just pass by your situation and go, boom, it's done. It's done. Don't worry, no one wants to put the bike down. I'm going to close today. See, when you get outside your situation, get outside the problem, then the miracle can happen. You start to circle and you start to get a better look at what God is about to do. See, God wants to show off. He wants to show off. But if you don't get outside that prayer circle and you're praying just inside, if you don't get outside that circumstance, then you can't see how really big it is. It says it, only God can do this. He wants you to see the bigness of what he's about to do in your life. But you got to get outside of it. you got to see that your marriage is better. you got to see the possibilities. you got to see that your children are saved. And serving God, and, and you got to see those situations. Your finances being put in, or you got you got to see because He starts to show you things of how to accomplish it too. 
He starts to show you a visual, and you start to believe it for yourself, and you start to say, I got to do my part now. And I got to start circling like he told me to circle. And when he tells me to go on the last day seven times, then I got to go seven times. And when he tells me to shout, I'm going to shout as loud as I can because I know without a shadow of doubt those walls are coming down. I'm not going to shout and go, it worked. <laughs> no, you're going to know it worked. You of little faith. Remember Peter? Peter, Peter. <laughs> We're all Peters. Hallelujah. Little faith, amen. We take our eyes and we sink in our situations. We sink without, we go back into that inner circle of prayer instead of the outer circle. We, we start to doubt it. But God is so gracious and so loving towards us. He says, you know what? It's okay. Come here. Come here. He always saves us and gets us by a hand. And, and it's not like a, like a hand of disappointment. It's not like a hand of, you know, it's like a hand. Come on, you a little faith. Come on. Ay. Ay, Maria. Por qué? Por qué? Ay. Ay, Maria. Otra vez, Maria. But he lifts you up and says, my daughter, come on, come on. And he brings us out and puts us back onto the miracle. And we're walking on water again. We can't do that. But with God, Christ, we can. And we start walking. We're all walking miracles, church. A lot of us should be dead. A lot of us should be locked up. But God set you free. And now you're a walking miracle for God. And so you display this to the, to the world, amen, and show the testimony of God's power in your life. And how has he delivered you? Come on, we were all shackled up, amen, and now we're set free. Come on, we were blind, and now we see, amen. We were lost, and now we're found, church. This is the God that you and I serve. Get outside the circle. Get outside your, your, your circumstances. Get outside and start to look at the miracle that God is about to do in your life. Problem solving doesn't win the day, church. Prayer solving does. Come on. Prayer will solve any problem. I can tell you right now. What's lacking in this nation today is because people lack prayer. And because people are not praying, problems are rising up. Come on. It's because they, God needs to be in the mix of it. And you got to believe that for your own home. Why are we having troubles? Why are all this stuff? Are you praying? Let's start with that question. Are you praying? Come on, let's be honest. Are we really praying, spending time with God, the time that we need to spend with God? Because if we're not, that's the problems why we're facing it. That's why we're going through it. And yes, prayers can cover. I can cover some prayers. Your, your spouse can cover. But you need to pray. You need to know Him. You need to grab a hold of that. Amen. Prayer solves everything. See, as you march around your, the promise, the miracle, the dream, the problem, the situation, and be still and wait on God, that's when the walls are going to come tumbling down. But you got to be specific with God. Write it down. Circle it. Get on the outside and say, God, this is what you're going to do. God always puts me on the outside. When I'm going through things, he puts me on the outside. Come on, son, get, get back out here. Because in the inside, I'm looking at problems. Inside, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Inside, it's like, oh, God, this, 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 this conference is going to be too much. Let's get it. All right. He says, get on the outside, son. Look what I'm about to do. Go around it. Circle it. Everything's going to be okay. 
when you give a shout on Friday night, it was all perfect. Got on my knees and got at the altar and said, God, <laughs> God, so why was I sweating it out? He was like this, I don't know. I can do anything. I can do anything. Got powerful nostrils. Every situation, I can blow any storm away. I can do anything. I said, God, why do I doubt? Me of little faith. And I just learned, you know what? God, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to do it. Because when I simply listen to you, everything works out. When I start to take matters in my own hands, that's when things start to fall apart. Thank you, God, for taking me outside again. Thank you for putting me on the outside, looking at the possibilities of what you're going to do. And let me tell you, walls are coming down. In this church, in your life, you just got to shout when he tells you to. Amen. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah.